What's going on, everybody? This is the Work Rate Podcast. This is our AEW in review. I'm joined, as always, by Bradley. How you doing? I am full from spaghetti, but I am excellent. Just got back from vacation, so I'm recharged and ready to go. I ate the most fucking autumn-ass meal ever. Yeah. I had pumpkin spaghetti. It was uh, It was really good, actually. That sounds really good. Quite liked it. Pretty Perfect. cheesy too. Is is nice. Is nice. I'm, a, I'm Perfect a fan. for this time of year. Exactly. I got my beers now. The only beers I'm drinking now are Guinness because hmm. it just feels right this time. It's funny. My beer of choice all summer though was Guinness because Guinness is actually <laughs> a light beer. People just don't know that. That's funny. It's only four point two percent. You can drink yeah. it like you can Coors. Hmm. That's awesome. Um. Anyways, yeah. So. Wrestling news today, goddamn. Yeah. So we had that merger with uh with the uh, TKO, was with the UFC and uh, mm-hmm. and WWE. I guess we didn't really talk about that before. But it, that, anyways, that happened. Um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, they, I guess, the staff or like the wrestlers had thought that the general opinion was after the past few months was that they were just WWE was just going to let, was going to do what AEW does and just let people's contracts run out. Mm-hmm. Apparently that's not the case as today yeah. WWE let go of a handful of people, a couple notable ones, um, a few that you and I are both fans of, but mm-hmm. significantly a, a few of them were ones where people thought that, um, People thought that the the contracts were ending soon, anyways. So you've yeah. just saddled these people with a no movement clause, no compete clause, yeah, which is fucked. Yeah, that's probably why they did it. I know, but that's so shady. Yeah, it is. It's like real shady. it's spiteful. Mm-hmm. Um, so now those people can't work. They can't mm-hmm. do what they do. They can't earn a paycheck. Yeah, because like their their contract. I think their no compete clauses. 90 days? Yeah, it's it? 90 days. I don't know if maybe those for those people the no compete goes just maybe until when their contract was going to end. Cuz otherwise yeah, that seems kind of fucked that mm-hmm. you can just prevent someone from getting it from earning their living. Yeah. Um but anyway, so sig- significant names on here. Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, he's that been with WWE for 18 years. That one's interesting. That's somebody... uh, There are very few people that AEW should target now, going forward. Just Mm -hmm. with the amount of people on the roster, they have a hard enough time. Like, we saw Sunny Kiss, her, or her, his uh, contract ran out uh, a week ago, which is how this should work. Um, Mm -hmm. They didn't get the time of day from AEW. Mm-hmm. And she should have. She's very mm-hmm. good. The crowd loves her. Mm-hmm. Why? We've seen yeah. worse people get time on TV. Um, we've seen some very strange experiments. Uh, as much as we love like the Jeff Jarrett group, they're not that good. Mm-hmm. Like in the ring, they're probably like the least entertaining people in the company. And you've got Sonny Kiss, who everyone fucking loves. That match with Cody 
was arguably one of Cody's top three matches. Yeah. That match with Cody was incredible. How do you mm-hmm. not use it? I don't know what it is. I just It makes me think that she was never a TK guy to begin with. Maybe. Because I know Brandy really pushed for for them. I, anyways, but yeah, it's it's uh, so Dolph Ziggler. I he's a guy I would sign. Yeah, he he's he's good enough, and he has the veteran mm-hmm. pull to have. Great and his brother matches. works there. So. I would love to see what he can do with the reins off him a little bit. Just yeah. just to see him in a different context would be cool. Because he's been literally the same character and the same gimmick for fucking how long now? Twenty like years? Fifteen years? It feels like. Yeah, yeah it's like that. That's wild. Like, mm-hmm. okay, let's see him somewhere else. And like, he could go to Impact, but it's just like selfishly, like I, I don't watch Impact, and I kind of want people to watch him, mm-hmm. like just in general, like with any yeah. of these people. Like, another man is uh, Mustafa Ali. I can't remember his uh his real shoot name but he has uh he got released as well that's the biggest uh misfire from them in my opinion because he is a he's a genius in the sport in terms of his character work in terms of his mic work and in terms of his ring work yeah I don't know how they missed the ball on all three of those. He would constantly you, go out there, have a great character, and then they would pull the rug out from under him. And if you follow him on Twitter, he'll post like videos that he makes, like trying to get his storylines over and stuff, and they're all incredible. Like he's, yeah, he's no, really he, good at like making videos and, and stuff. And like they show like him in the gym where and he looks like fucking Brian Danielson in that mm-hmm. ring. Like his yeah. mat work is incredible. He's not just the high flyer. He's mm-hmm. like he's elite. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pun unintended. Like he's just, he's that good. He's as good as anybody in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, he does not have to fly. Um, yeah. he could, he could show up and go the route of Matt Seidel and just never fly. Mm-hmm. And just now I'm a, now I'm a Matt technician, which is what fucking Matt Seidel has done. He's like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I don't know, like, uh, like him as well as like, yeah, he could go to Impact and he'd be great. And Impact's product is good now, mm-hmm. but people wouldn't watch him because people don't yeah. watch Impact. That that's where it's like, no, I want people to watch him. Mm-hmm. Cedric Alexander got released as well. I don't really see him coming over, especially after the whole swole thing. I don't know if they're still together, but I think so. They were married before, so. Yeah, I so still I, I, I doubt it. He probably has some feelings towards AW at this point. Yeah. Um, who are some other interesting Shelton Benjamin? Sh- Shelton Benjamin, you proposed something to me. Tell the people yeah. what you proposed. Yeah, I said Shelton Benjamin should come to AW and join the BCC. He'd be perfect. Yes, for he BCC. would not have to talk. No, nope. he's he's a shooter. He would not mm-hmm. have to talk. He fits. R- Right in with uh, the Brian Danielson mold um, mm-hmm. of just a guy who is an expert in the ring, goes about his business. He knows how to work. He knows how to work this style too, um, mm-hmm. because he was actually super over in Japan with New Japan. Yeah, he was part of Suzuki Goon back in the day. Yeah, so I'm. I'd be, and also 
we don't know if he can talk. We've yeah. never seen them let him have a mic. Mm-hmm. So we just assume he can't talk. Maybe mm-hmm. he can. We all thought that Brody Lee couldn't talk. Yeah. And then he showed up to AEW and was one of the best talkers I've seen in my life. So yeah. sometimes you just don't give people the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And, hey, at this point now, Brock Lesnar can talk. We've mm-hmm. found that out. For years we thought he couldn't and that he needed a mouthpiece. But we've actually learned that he is pretty good on the mic and maybe we mm-hmm. should have let him speak a bit. Um. Emma got released again from mm-hmm. W. I don't even know. I don't know why they keep signing her if they're never going to use her. Yeah. Because she's good. Mm-hmm. Like, she's. She was really good in WWE, but they didn't use her, so she left and was great in Ring of Honor. So they. And then went to Impact, and she was great there, and then they brought her here and didn't use her again. I, I don't really. I don't get it. I don't. I didn't even know she was with them. I I knew she had signed like, or she was on a couple episodes like a year or so ago. But then they hadn't used her since, so I didn't know she was still with them. Yeah, truly, I I just assumed she was still on Impact. Not so mm-hmm. much she was on WWE. Not that I watch it, but you know, you mm-hmm. you hear things. I'm on Twitter. I see, I know when people are wrestling. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who else? Who else? Um, a bunch of developmental people that I can't remember. I know that Rick Boogs guy. He's yeah, Rick Boogs with the mustache. He's gone. And I'm pretty sure he just ha- had a photo with The Rock the other day that they yep. posted on social media. So that yeah. sucks. Um, he Now, he would be perfect in Impact. Like he would, I think he would be. He, yeah, he's a he's a guy who could excel there. And mm-hmm. lots of people can excel in Impact. It's just like mm-hmm. certain people are just... Not to sound rude towards Impact, but they're stars. Mm-hmm. And stars, uh, any star at this point is above Impact. Mm-hmm. Impact is a good place for people who have been underappreciated to become stars. Dolph Ziggler is a star, we know that. Mm-hmm. He's, he's main evented, people have been cheering his name for 20 years. Mustafa yeah. Ali, we know he's a star, we've seen it. Um, we've seen people rally around him. We've seen his matches. We've seen it. He would be wasted in Impact. He would be good. The product would be great with him there, but people wouldn't be watching it. He should be on a bigger stage. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, who, there, the Riddick Moss guy got released. Um, that guy that used to be with uh, WWE and got released because he was racist, he's a cop now. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> like mild shock there. His his racism's on Twitter, guys. Mm-hmm. You're just gonna his racism's right there on in fucking print for us to mm-hmm. look at on the screen in 4K if you want it to put on your TV. It's in 4K. Mm-hmm. They got you. They got you in 4K. And the fucking hire him as a cop. It's like what are you mm-hmm. what are you doing? And I know that's not related to this story, but it's still amusing and horrifying at the same time. Because mm-hmm. then he can go out there and fucking give him a gun. Sure, give him a yeah. gun. Here's the thing. We already know he has them anyway, so it's not like... They're, they're yeah. not giving him something he didn't already have. Now he can just do it and 
say he's doing his job. Yeah. Anyways. Um, backwards ass country. Sorry you live there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know the other people that got released off the top of my head, but it sucks. Sucks when this stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate. It uh, yeah, some some of those guys were company men, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Like Dolph Ziggler, he's I think they I think I saw he's been there for eighteen years. I figured he'd just retire there and become like a something. Well, yeah, that was the one that, that he's the one guy who can actually he'll he'll go out there and make some money, do his stand up thing. Mm-hmm. And that's another reason where AEW kind of works for him is the yeah. schedule won't be as bad and he will be able to do both things. Mm-hmm. He will be able to go out there and do some stand up gigs mm-hmm. um, at the same time. So, uh, and his brother works for AEW. Yes. So and I don't think his brother is posting that tweet of them holding the, uh, the tag champion. Photoshopped with the belts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hey, I want to see that tag team. That would be cool. That'd be good. I don't. And sometimes, sometimes there's, there's a guy It's like, I don't really want to see, um, his brother on my TV Mm -hmm. because I don't think he's good enough to be in, to be taking a spot from other people. I think he's funny and whatnot, but he's like, he's pretty, pretty vanilla. Mm -hmm. But, uh, sometimes a vanilla guy put him in a tag team and it works and it clicks. Yeah. Like you never know. Some people are just fantastic at tag team. And Mm -hmm. I would like to give that a shot. Um, whether, uh, whether they choose to or not, it's fine. If, if none of these guys show up, okay. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be bothered by it. I though I do want Mustafa Ali to show up. Yeah, me too. Because he, when people were like, oh, who would be left in WWE that you would want? Literally just him, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. That's it. (laughs) Those were the three guys. And that little little guy who wrestles really well. Um, Chad Gable? Chad Gable, yeah. Chad Gable. I'd like to see Gunther Walter in AEW. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. And I think there's probably a pretty good shot we will down the line. Eventually, mm-hmm. um, you never know. You never know. Yeah, just because he just because he he made his bread and butter on the indies against these guys. Like, there's he'll probably be like, eh, okay, you know what? Let's uh, let me go wrestle with these other guys too. Mm-hmm. At some point, most most people will switch like, yeah. from either side. Um, that's the that's the beauty of having two big companies. Is that yeah? People can uh, go one in. thing, Jade Cargill. Has left yeah. AEW. She's one is going to be going to WWE. I think that will. I think that's better for her. I think so too. Because they the, uh, WWE is better at masking weaknesses because mm-hmm. they don't ask as much of people from a wrestling mm-hmm. standpoint. Yeah, and um, I think she's good, but I think she's she still need needed work. Apparently they mm-hmm. want to put a rate on the main roster, which I think is overexposing her again. I think she was overexposed a bit in AEW and mm-hmm. but learning on the job, which yeah. AEW wasn't in a position to not put her in that spot because they were thin. Mm-hmm. And um it's just just is what it is. If you want the if you want these green women to learn, you gotta 
fucking put them in the show. But WWE doesn't have to do that. They've got a wealth of talent. They have the performance center where they can work with her. The the performance center does work. Um, Mm -hmm. They should do that. They should put her on NXT, but apparently they're not going to, and they're going to put her on the main roster, which, okay, fine. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I don't know. WWE is like, the work rate doesn't necessarily matter all the time. Mm -hmm. So. I'm sure yeah. she she's going to be uh, she she'll do well there. I believe yeah, that. for sure. It's interesting that she's going there because her whole reason before was the family aspect. Yeah, that's what I always wondered. Unless they offered her like a part time type of deal or something. Yeah, or which she, which would be interesting because she doesn't need mm-hmm. the money. Like people no. say, like oh, they backed the Britain. No, her fucking husband was in the was one of the more successful fucking infielders in the MLB for like 15 years. Yeah. He made like over $70 million. They're fine. Yeah. She doesn't need to be paid. Yeah. <laughs> she could work for free and still be a millionaire. Mm-hmm. Like it does the money. She said the money does not matter. And she made, mm-hmm. she made money from her other ventures as well. Like she, yeah. She was living good prior. She just yeah. wanted to do this as an interest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's interesting. I'm interested mm-hmm. in that to see. Uh, I I mean, we're never going to know what they offered her, but you never know. Um, yeah. Another guy who there's rumors about him all the time now at this point is Ricky Starks. Um, partly because he's very much in the WWE mold. Um, yeah. That, and they already, kinda, they already kind of fucked up trying to get him the first time. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he did the whole tryout thing, and it didn't work out, and they said no, and he ended up in AEW, um, which has happened to a few people. And then yeah. they, they have, like, reverse buyer's remorse. Mm-hmm. Like, they fucked up with Hobbs, they fucked up with Eddie Kingston, they fucked up with Jade. They fought, like it's happened over and over and over and over and over, and then as soon as they find success, they're like, "Oops, can we can we have you back?" Yeah. And Starks is somebody like you know he would succeed in WWE. Yeah, he's really good friends with Cody too, right? Yes, that is a big thing. The mm-hmm. one thing is that they were interested in him before Cody ever came back. Was, yeah, was there so? Like I've heard some people saying, "Oh, this is the Cody poll." Like, nah. I mean. Like he likes Cody, and I'm sure that's a factor, but they were interested in Ricky Starks like as soon as he showed up in AEW. They tried mm-hmm. to get him back. Um Yeah. But Ricky Starks is getting a pretty good push right now, so he is. That. He is. Um he's losing, but the, I mean Darby loses he, too. He beat like, uh Danielson in he won his tag match last Saturday on collision. Mm-hmm. He, he pinned Danielson. That's what Set up in this weekend, they're having a Texas death match against each other. So. And you know what? I could see Ricky Starks going over in that one because he lost mm-hmm. the strap match. Yeah, I could see that too. Especially because um, they don't really have plans right now for Brian Danielson. Like he's working out of, um, they needed him. Like he mm-hmm. still has a, he's wrestling injured right now. Yeah, like they don't have like long term plans for him, so obviously this is a plan for Ricky Starks. Mm-hmm. 
like Ricky Starks is uh, his what he was working on before was with Punk, <laughs> the biggest name in. Let's be honest, the biggest name in the company. Yeah. So obviously, and when he was gone, there's like, oh shit, who's the other? Brian Danielson. They obviously have huge plans for him. Mm-hmm. And his whole storyline is that he's overlooked, but it's the but in reality it's the exact opposite. Yeah. I saw people saying, Oh, he's leaving as soon as he lost his last people people storylines, guys, storylines. Yeah. And I mean Danison won the strap match, but during the media scrum, Danison put him over huge. He said, No, Ricky carried me that whole match. My arms yeah, still messed no, up. I mean, no, no, no. The story's not done. Yeah. The story's not done. Ricky Starks is going to finish the story. Mm-hmm. If we're talking, did you see that Cody Rhodes Cody meme uh, yeah. when we get to the show with Eddie Kingston? He's like, uh, "Sir, somebody else has finished the story." <laughs> Eddie Kingston with uh, both the belt. <laughs> the, a second person has finished their story. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess let's get to this show. Um, yes, it started Arthur Ashe. Big old Arthur Ashe Stadium. It doesn't even seem that crazy anymore, which is no, because they've done Wembley. But this is their third time. Yes, coming their second time, third third time. time? Yeah, and arguably the best card they've had at Arthur Ashe. I was thinking about that today. I was like, what was my favorite Arthur Ashe? Because the first one had Danielson versus the the first one is my favorite because Mm -hmm. it was the first one. Yeah, Um, and that might be my favorite AW match of all time. Mm-hmm. The Kenny yeah. versus Danielson. Yeah. Yeah, because just the crowd before they even locked up was... Yeah, that, that was nuts. special because mm-hmm. we hadn't... We'd barely seen Danielson in the company. I was going to say, that was like his point. second or third week in the company. Yeah, <laughs> like, he, he showed up and then... like he That may have even been his first match. Like, that's all... <laughs> it's close to it. Yeah, it may have been. It's on one hand, the amount of matches mm-hmm. he had had at that point. Um, yeah, he was mostly coming down to the ring and getting involved mm-hmm. and then just challenged Kenny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, this match was incredible. This was, it was Eddie Kingston versus Claudio Castagnoli dating... Going back multiple decades. I mean, over a yeah. decade, I guess. Not multiple decades. But close to it. Probably. It's been it, since like 2007. So yeah. That I can we're actually, we're just yeah, we're like close. four years away. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, let's, uh, no, this is, this is going back to the Shikara days. Mm-hmm. And then Ring of Honor, I guess, technically, they were both yeah. there. I don't know if they overlapped. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm sure they had some stuff going. Yeah, but yeah, they've had uh, they've had over ten matches together with um, with Claudio's won eight of them or something like that. Oh yeah, so it was, they've had they've had ten matches. So Claudio's mm-hmm. won eight, Kingston's won two. Um, their storyline's cool. You can actually find it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. There's a YouTube video that documents the storyline that just some guy who analyzes fucking wrestling was talking about had footage of it um went through their storied feud it was supposed to be a trilogy in shikara but but before cesaro could 
finish that story, or before Claudio could finish that story, he signed with WWE. And this has been Kingston's bone of contention the whole time, was <laughs> that uh, Claudio left the Indies and left everyone behind, didn't put over anyone, didn't finish his feuds, didn't, he just sort of left and said, I'm better than you guys, I'm leaving. And yeah. that's been his kayfabe reason for hating him this whole time. Was it, you thought you were better than us, and you could just drop every everything like at the drop of a hat, and it wouldn't matter. Um, he's like, no, man, I've been stewing in the sh- fucking shadows, waiting to get my hands on you. The whole time, you always said that you did not respect me, and it's graded on Eddie Kingston, because this whole thing's about respect. He's all about mm-hmm. that Japanese strong style that Japanese wrestling where it's all respect. Um, and this match, this is just a fuck banger, man. Yeah. The crowd was awesome. going crazy. Eddie Kingston told him ahead of time. He's just like, there's no way you're beating me in New York. I am yeah. New York. You can wrestle me mm-hmm. in any borough in, in New York. There's no way you're beating me. He's like, my fucking blood won't let me. But I, I love too that, Kingston was in the black and gold of Kawada, and um, Claudio was in the green and white of Masawa. Oh, I didn't awesome. even realize the Masawa connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we saw Tiger Drivers. We mm-hmm. saw, we saw Kawada kicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this is cool. That, tell, tell me your favorite once, part of this match. Uh, probably just <laughs> there's one point where they just both punch each other right in the face, and that was awesome. <laughs> Because I think they really stiffed each other because when Eddie got up, his eye was all red. <laughs> it's like, did they really just punch each other? <laughs> yeah, I, just, I loved how Eddie was using the back fist as a transition into other moves. Mm-hmm. It was cool. At one point, he did the back fist into a, into a pile driver, which was nice. Mm-hmm. I really like that sequence that uh, Claudio got the kick out on. I think he hit him with mm-hmm. three back fists. Yeah, he did. Or that was nuts. He threw three, connected on two of them. Um, mm-hmm. I think hit a At one point, Claudio just deadlifted, doctor bombed him. And Eddie Kingston weighs like 260 pounds. That is nuts. <laughs> deadlift, like swinging fucking. Yeah. I was like, yeah. good <laughs> fucking lord. Yeah, Claudio is crazy strong. It's scary. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a nut. He's an absolute nut. Yeah, this is great. And then afterwards, we got the coat of honor which is cool because mm-hmm. the whole thing is Claudio never showed Eddie Kingston respect. Yeah. And at the end and of they, this, he does. They both had said that this is the last match. Like we're not doing this anymore after this. So that's yes. cool. No, I love it. I love it. Cause this is, this is wrestling. There's a lot of wrestling history on the show that led mm-hmm. to these matches. The main event It's wrestling history. It's mm-hmm. WWE history that yeah. led to this. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. That's that's what I love. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Great shit. Great shit. Even even the Adam Cole's whole storyline. It's wrestling history. That's Ring of yeah. Honor stuff. Mm-hmm. That's like there's like two fucking federations between yeah. two of his factions are in one storyline. Yeah. Like we're talking like. Uh, like, he did the Ring of Honor stuff, and then he's kind of doing New Japan, still with Ring of Honor, but mostly New mm-hmm. Japan, once he joined Bullet Club. 
and then yep. and then WWE and now to AEW and he mm-hmm. we've skipped past not just his New Japan one. Also, he was he was Bullet Club and Ring of Honor. But before mm-hmm. that, before anyone knew who he was, the Kingdom. Yeah, that's fucking kingdom. awesome. Yeah, we're, I just we're wish, going back to Fat Adam Cole. Here. Yeah, I just yeah we are. I wish Kyle O'Reilly wasn't hurt because I know he'd be in the storyline too. Because yeah, I hope he's doing okay. He, yeah, he's been in all these groups. But yeah, right after the Eddie Kingston match, we go we cut to. Roderick Strong and Matt Taven and Mike Bennett in the hospital. This might be the funniest thing I've seen in wrestling in a long, (laughs) long time. And like Matt Taven's praying over Roderick Strong and stuff. And then Adam Cole comes in and says, hey, how you doing and stuff. And then like, oh, is that what you wear when you're mourning? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then they say they have to go prepare for their match, and Roderick's like, that's cool, that's cool, I get it. And then Adam Cole's like, I have to go too, i got to get ready uh, with Max, because he's got his big title, and then Roderick gets mad at him for that. And Adam Cole's like, whatever, starts to leave, and then you just hear the bed going, and Roderick Strong's sitting himself up, and he's like, just go, Adam, just go, just leave me, and then he reclines the bed back down, straight face the entire time. I don't know how they didn't laugh. Yeah, no, it was like he rose... Like, fucking slow as hell, mm-hmm. like Undertaker, or yeah. like fucking Darth Vader when he mm-hmm. first gets risen up before yeah. he goes no, yeah, um, <laughs> so slow. And the funniest, the funniest part of it, because it this is so funny, is mm-hmm. because uh, Roderick Strong has no personality. Yeah. No personality whatsoever. He's the least funny and charismatic guy on the roster. <laughs> and this is the most deadpan funny shit I've seen yeah. in my life. Yeah. It's I was perfect. Dying. <laughs> and the sound too. People <laughs> on Twitter and wherever they're like, Where what fucking bed is that that it sounds like this is the loudest hospital bed ever mm-hmm. it was <laughs> oh so perfect my God. loved it what's next and then after that we go to I think it's Sammy Guevara versus Jericho yeah good match yeah good this match this is a really good match one of the best finishes I've seen in a long time yeah that. the fucking the cell on that mm-hmm. fucking the counter of the uh, of a shooting star, no less. Yeah, to a code. Breaker. A shooting star nuts. into a code breaker? Are you kidding mm-hmm. me? Yeah. And the the fucking cell where Sammy leans back like he's fucking Jesus on the yeah. cross. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god! Give so Sammy good. credit for that shit because he ate it. On mm-hmm. that, like it wasn't the thing is what I loved about that spot. It wasn't a flying nothing because mm-hmm. yeah. you know when guys will go out there and you know they're about to get super kicked or you know they're about to get like hit with countered because they jump off and they're not doing any move. Mm-hmm. They're just sort of like jumping in the air so that they can effectively take the move. No, Sammy was going for the fucking shooting, shooting star. star. Yeah. Like this could have. This looked as legit as you can get. And, uh, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, Jericho is awesome at at, uh, at counters. 
too. So yeah. I'm, I'm not surprised. And, uh, yeah, no, I just, uh, I don't have to talk about any more of that match just because that ending was so fucking good. Yeah. And then after the match, they do the thing where they embrace and, uh, they recreate the WrestleMania 19 ending with Jericho and Shawn Michaels where Jericho kicked Shawn Michaels in the dick, but this time Sammy kicked, kicked Jericho in the dick and then Don Callis comes out and the booze rain in and. They're leaving, and Renee's backstage. And she's like, "Sammy, what happened?" And he's Don Cass is like, "You'll find out on Rampage." And then Daniel Garcia comes up, and they get in each other's faces. But that was it. They, they, everyone walks off. Apparently, there's yeah. some uh, off-camera stuff where Daniel Garcia was doing the dance. Yeah, the yeah I saw that with Tony. Khan. And Tony Khan's <laughs> there, and he still tell, yeah. says Tony Khan to do it. And Tony Khan gives mm-hmm. the nerdiest dance I've seen yeah. in my life, trying to do the the Sammy Guevara. And I'm trying not Sammy Guevara, trying to do the Daniel Garcia dance. And this is amazing. I love other old weird people doing that dance. Mm-hmm. Billy Gunn doing it. One of the yeah. funniest <laughs> things I've seen. The, yeah. These are the two funniest things I've seen. Mm-hmm. The fucking the the Roddy Roddy Strong in the bed and fucking Billy Gunn doing the doing the dance on fucking Daniel Garcia's head. Yeah. Funny. His head bobbing up and down off his dick. The yeah. fucking <laughs> hell that was funny. Mm-hmm. Um I liked when Daniel Garcia did it on Keith Lee's back. That was yes, funny. Yes, that, <laughs> half okay, half of the three quarters of the funniest things in AEW is just, just Daniel Garcia. <laughs> Daniel Garcia doing that dance in weird places. <laughs> it's like when people kept photoshopping Drake onto things when he's <laughs> a little small Drake. It's like yeah. Photoshop Daniel Garcia doing the weird dance places. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, that was cool. And I like that uh, I like that finally Don Callis' family is more than just two people. Yeah. Don Callis and... Takeshita. Takeshita. Yeah. They maybe sh- should have not given it a name until now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now it's a family. Mm-hmm. But I like Don Callis having, uh, having an actual faction. That's good. I don't know why it's taking them so long. I feel yeah, like either. they should have brought maybe one or two other people in. Like, it doesn't fuck. There's people out the wazoo in fucking AEW. I saw somebody say they should put Wardlow in there, and I was like, that'd be actually pretty good because they're not doing anything with Wardlow. You're right. It would be good for him. And he, and he, could, he needs he he go back to, to be in the. He badly yeah. needs it. He's not working as a, as a face anymore because. No. Yeah, go have him go back to the strong, silent heel bodyguard type guy, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's what got him over. Yeah. Um. So next we got for the international title, or is that what it's called? International title. I never yeah, no, say the it, name it's of this international out loud. Yeah. Title, no, yeah, I never say the name of it out loud. Of Mox versus Ray Phoenix. This match was had a shocking ending, kind of tragic once you read about it online. Yeah, it was wild. I don't know what. Apparently, for three quarters of this match, John Moxley was concussed. I think, from what I saw, is you know at dive. the beginning when Ray does the dive off the it's stage. Dive, that's yeah. what that's what did it. Yeah, yeah, he uh, caught him in the head. They didn't really catch it on TV, but like there's footage of Mox just like trying trying to get up, and they yeah. see the thing is that's how Mox sells. Mox mm-hmm. sells. Yeah, like so he don't know. He sells like he's concussed. Mm-hmm. And he's also trying to go through this match, so he's not telling anybody. 
Yeah. I mean, maybe he told the ref. Who knows? But um, uh, Mox seems like the type of guy that he wouldn't. He's like, I'm just going to finish this match. Because <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a point where he comes out of it because he starts doing moves back and stuff. So you could tell he comes yeah, to Yeah, he's still kind of in it. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I don't know who was supposed to win this match originally. I would have to think just because it's John Moxley that he was supposed to win. Mm-hmm. But um, Ray Phoenix, in the end, hits him with, uh, I don't know what you call it, but it's his fucking, it's his version of a... Uh, the Emerald Flosion? A, That's what I always call it. Yeah, it, it's like his version of a pile driver, but yeah, it's like an mm-hmm. Emerald Flosion. Um, drops Mox right on his head, um, goes to pin him. Mox does not kick out, but Rick Knox expected him to and did not do the three. And everyone was just like, that's weird. And even (laughs) the commentary had to cover for it. They're like, oh, I guess there was... He twitched. He twitched. There's some air under... uh, (laughs) Because they didn't know what the fuck was going on. Yeah, and, and then Ray picked him right back up and did it again, and that was it. Yeah, but apparently John Moxley s- said, fuck you, to, to Rick Knox when he didn't do the three count. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I guess like I guess this was John Moxley uh, calling go home in the match. Yeah, he probably, he probably called an audible because he got fucked up, and he's yeah. like, I got to get out of this match. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, it's fun. It's funny. It's interesting that he didn't just say like, okay, I'm going to hit you with a, a dirty deeds or whatever the fuck it's called now. Um, hit, mm-hmm. hit you with the pile driver and, or not with the, uh, fucking, or even That's something right. safer. Like I'll, I'll choke mm-hmm. you out. So, something yeah. like that. Like, uh, and then he could keep the title and maybe take a couple weeks off, but no, he chose to relinquish it. Which is, I think, kind of cool. Yeah, he's just like maybe, I'm, maybe I'm he calling an can finally go on that vacation. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, but apparently he has a mild concussion. Um, yeah, I guess during the commercial, Renee came out and helped him backstage, and she, uh, I saw a picture somebody took at the arena of Tony Khan, Claudio, Orange Cassidy, Renee, and Mox all talking while Mox is sitting there with a doctor. So, like, I guess somebody kind of in the cheap seats around to the side could see backstage. Okay, okay, yeah. No, I mean, sucks to see Mox take that hit, but he'll get a, hopefully, a well-earned little Yeah, finally get his vacation. Because this is the time last year when he was supposed to go on vacation, so hopefully. Because I know he wanted to go fishing, so maybe the fishing he wanted to do is back back in season. And now roll with Ray Phoenix. As mm-hmm. an international title holder for a while, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I saw yeah. people, especially in the Facebook group that we're in, they were like, oh, he's already dropped the title. The title's completely devalued now. And I was like, that is the most reactionary thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> Not everyone needs to have a, a year-long title reign with something. Yeah. <laughs> I have nothing to say about that. That's stupid. You're, you're stupid. Um, yeah, and no, it's like, I mean, these are the same people who fucking say that, uh, that, um, like, oh, it's too predictable. Uh-huh. Um, shit, shit's too predictable. We know exactly who's going to win. And then someone does win and is like, no, 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 he shouldn't have lost. You know yeah. he, he's hurt, though, right? 
mm-hmm. you know, like they're, they're, they're not devaluing it. Like he actually is hurt. Mm-hmm. This wasn't planned. And plus, uh, in storyline, Mox like destroyed Ray Phoenix with a crowbar. So he got his revenge. So it's kind of like, yeah. You know. And, and knocked out Pac <laughs> and yeah. It's mm-hmm. a whole fucking thing. Here's the thing. Maybe Ray Phoenix was supposed to win. We don't know. Maybe. That. We don't mm-hmm. know that. I just assume not. Cause fucking moxley you would expect him to probably have a longer run but you never know maybe ray phoenix was supposed to win a different way yeah maybe and then i i like the match it sucks mox is hurt but he's tough he'll probably be back in a month or so yeah sucks he'll probably miss wrestle dream but it's okay we have so many other people there's, yeah, there's a ton of other it's people. Like, that Monk's they being there shit. is the expected thing. Okay, give me the unexpected thing then. Mm-hmm. I like the unexpected thing. Um, yeah. I'm a little more upset at another injury that happened later on in the show. Well, than I, I am I about exactly. this. Yeah. Um, and we don't know how injured said person is. Yeah, I hope it's just like they kind of twisted their, their it could, body could, part. It could be a sprain. Well, we can talk about that a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Adam Cole, because it's not really a spoiler, Adam Cole yeah. tweaked his ankle or his foot or whatever. Apparently he's on crutches. He did it hopping off the stage or hopping yeah, off the Yeah, running down to save save MJF. Um, in their match. Not really a huge part of the match, but yeah, apparently he went to the hospital, got, got crutches. But here's the fucking thing. Um, uh, Kira's cousin, my partner's cousin, um, he's he's 19. He broke his foot playing basketball. Went to the hospital, got crutches. It swelled up, swelled up, went to the hospital, got crutches. Three days later, was walking on his feet. A week later, was playing basketball again. Mm-hmm. Like it's, sometimes it's not as serious as it yeah. could be. Remember that uh, Matt Jackson broke his foot, continued to wrestle. Um, Matt Jackson broke a rib, continued to wrestle. Matt Jackson wrestles hurt a lot. <laughs> yeah, he does. He still sells his back for like four years now. <laughs> um, as someone with a with chronic back pain, once you have a bad back, you always have a bad back. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Um, yeah. So next was the women. Yes, this was a Tony great Storm match. versus I, Soraya. This was a lot of fun. Tony, Tony Storm's, Storm's new character, character is excellent. Yeah. Oh my god! You saw. You remember the one thing I said before was I felt that the music didn't fit the character. Mm-hmm. Is like she for some reason this like uh, she saw Hollywood starlet Walker had theme. new metal music and that yeah. didn't make sense. So yeah. now she has straight up like twenty like nineteen twenties Hollywood music, mm-hmm. and it's perfect. She comes out and it's black and white. And they have, like, some sort of, like, film grain effect going as well. Yeah, and her Tron is just, like, uh, headshots of her done in, like, the 20s style. Yeah, it's... They're onto absolute gold here. It's wonderful, because she has not been over since her very first debut. Yeah. She has been... Has either been booed or had no reaction at all. Mm -hmm. Fans fault completely because she's amazing and she carried the division for like five months yeah um but now they're all in on her 
and mm-hmm. she's very funny. We got the comedy, we got the promos. Which her- <laughs> uh, uh, chin up, tits out, and watch for the shoe. <laughs> yeah, how she delivers the watch for the shoe is yeah, so it- funny. I saw somebody in the front row during the match had a watch for the shoe sign. So yeah. that's how you know it's, no, it's It's good. Well, it's good when you know like it's a backstage promo and you hear the crowd in the background pop. Yeah. That's yeah, how yeah, you yeah. know you're onto something. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, her whole presentation is amazing. This match was really good. Um, we had Ruby Soho getting involved as well. We had, but we still, what I like is we still had um, Tony Storm trying to cheat. Which is good because yeah. she's still mm-hmm. a heel, kind of. She's mm-hmm. just a heel that we like. Yeah, um, she's our Hollywood sleaze bag instead of our. He's mm-hmm. our dirt bag. Um, yeah. She goes in under the ring, brings out two shoes that she tries to hit someone with. The ref takes it away, but we see that she has a stiletto in yeah, the back of her pants, which is yeah. so funny. She takes that out. She cracked her with it. Yeah, she cracked her with it. Yeah, she hits her right with it. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't get the pin from that. Um, I really like that she did a, a kiss to, uh, to, to bewilder Soraya yeah. and then hit her with Storm Zero, which is amazing. In my heart of hearts, I wanted her to win. I wanted her to win, too. And I, I, think, like, I, know s- I think she will win eventually. I think so, too. I think she's way too over for her not to win that title. Mm-hmm. She's way too over. But they have to they have to make her chase it for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got to chase it for a good long while. And you, there's still stories you could tell because Saray and Ruby like kept trying to talk to her like, we're friends, come on, don't do this and stuff. Yeah, so there's yeah. still stories you could tell with that, with the no, group. She can, still, she can still go out, face Ruby. There, there's mm-hmm. lots of stuff she can do um, in this in this storyline it's uh, there's there's room to play here um she's not going to win it on a random dynamite i no. mean you can you can do that and we have seen that but well and sorry this wasn't a random dynamite this I'm was arthur ash so mm-hmm. like and they they already had uh two title changes so i was like i doubt we'll see any more but <laughs> yeah it, it just it would have been too soon to mm-hmm. take it off of soraya yeah um, i don't think she's had it a month yet no. So. Although, I think it's fine to do quick title changes. I have no problem with that, and I think it spices things up to do that. Um, yeah, for sure. Did you yeah. see, uh, this is kind of back to the news, uh, that next year Arthur Ashe is going to be a pay-per-view because they're looking to do 12 pay-per-views next year? Good. I prefer that. Mm-hmm. I prefer that. Um Oh, yeah, that's another thing we should talk about is uh, apparently HBO Max or Max is getting basketball. They're getting NHL. They're getting sports on it. Mm-hmm. But they're not getting AEW, at least not yet. And I, um, I wonder if that has to do with them negotiating their TV deal still. I think, I'm sure that's going to I gonna think play that's part of it. And mm-hmm. also, it could be ad revenue related. Yeah. Um, it could be ad revenue related because, and one thing is, is like when you add, when you put NHL on there, when you put the NBA on there, you can increase the amount of games you're able to cover. Mm-hmm. You can't increase the amount of AW you have. 
Yeah. The amount of AW you have by putting them on there is the same that you have right now. Mm-hmm. So if AW is your highest rated TV show, it's, you're not going to gain anything more by putting it there because it's already they just do the, it's already carrying your station. Yeah, they should just do the the Peacock model where they just put the pay per views on there. Yeah, I mean, and then upload upload the older uh, dynamites and rampages and collisions. Yeah, because they could think because they could conceivably think that oh, if we put it there, then we're going to lose mm-hmm. half of our viewers from TV. And then the 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 ad revenue, the people who buy ads would be upset. Yeah, like if this is our best show outside of NBA, like they're not. I would have to think that they're not just going to do like just the NBA games they already are signed on to do, but they'll have more. I would think. I don't. Like I would think. Who else open, shows NBA games? I would. ESPN? Like I would. I would think it uh, would allow them to do to air more NBA games by putting it mm-hmm. on max or yeah. to air more hockey. Like you would get, there'd just be more to choose from as opposed to just what's on that one night of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's just how it like, you're not going to increase the AW. It's the same amount of AW. So now like you just cut your fan base in half and put them over mm-hmm. there. And you don't get as much from the ads, so then people pay you less to... I have to think that has something to do with it. Yeah. I know uh, one of those Twitter analyst dudes, he fully believes that AEW is going to be on there within the year. So, Oh, yeah, Zarian. Um, mm-hmm. And he, he's got connections in, that, in, in business. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's a business guy. Um, like he's a businessman who just happens to really like wrestling. So he does a wrestling podcast, mm-hmm. Like he's not a wrestling insider, but he knows people in toys. He knows people in tech. He knows people mm-hmm. in the, like that's his wheelhouse is in the business side of, so he talks to business people who have loose lips. Yeah. Like it, he's, he's not talking to wrestling people. He talks to business people who work, like uh, in the business side of things, and those people don't give a fuck. <laughs> like they're all on coke and they're fucking talking. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, no, he's he's actually a really good source. Uh, he yeah. has the Matt Men podcast. Uh, he he, he gets a it. lot of stuff right, mm-hmm. and uh, he says that he doesn't like to like. Um, any other person who's reporting. He said he doesn't like to make stuff up because it hurts his reputation. Mm-hmm. He's like, um, yeah, so that's fun. What's next? The next, we're already at the main event. This show flew by. It, it did. It didn't it, have, we, it started slow cause we were talking about the releases. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I just mean like the actual grand slam. It just flew by. Oh yeah. It wasn't a lot of, a lot of extra meat. It was just all sleep. No, it, was, it was all singles matches, which I thank you. Like this, mm-hmm. this is what I wanted from like the New Japan matches and the New Japan show. You can mm-hmm. have a big show and not have not everybody needs to be on it. Yeah, not everybody needs to be on the show. 
It, it well, this Friday at Rampage is Grand Slam Part Two, and that's where all your multi-man, excuse me, matches are. Yeah, fine. Put a bunch of multi-man matches in the pre-show. Mm-hmm. That's what New Japan does. Yep. Like on their fucking giant show of the year, they put the fucking their version of the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, where you just have like fucking retired dudes. Yeah, seventy-year-old dudes come out and stuff. Yeah, Scott Norton's out there throwing cheeseburger <laughs> over the fucking. Road. Yeah, <laughs> it's like guys who aren't signed to the company are just fucking in this battle royal. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's where you, that's where you stick the fucking multi-man matches. Don't put them on the main card. It, the, mm-hmm. Those matches feel like they shouldn't be there always. Um. Yeah, I had to rewatch this match because last night... Well, here's the thing. This currently... My sleep schedule is completely fucked up because of two things. Those two things are Baldur's Gate 3 and Starfield. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, And, like, I am going to sleep at ungodly hours. Yeah, I mean, you're playing two gigantic role-playing games yeah, like, and I simultaneously. Like, one night, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm going to play this one. And, mm-hmm. But like these are games, like I'll be playing it, and then I'll look at the thing, at my watch, and be like, I'm fucked. And then I'll, be, <laughs> I'll do it like three, four days in a row. I'm like, oh my God, mm-hmm. I'm fucked. And then day five, I literally fell asleep in the middle of Dynamite last night. <laughs> it wasn't even 10 o'clock like mm-hmm. I felt I, I was waking up multiple times in this match I was wondering why you stopped texting me during the show I was sleeping <laughs> I was sleeping <laughs> um, yeah I, I woke up and like hey Adam Cole yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was like I thought he wasn't here <laughs> I didn't see him come down um mm-hmm. I saw a good amount of it because it was on the TV and it was loud. But yeah, I was nodding. I was going in and out. Uh, you know, sometimes when you're that tired and you've got one eye closed, mm-hmm. and you're like, uh. you start telling yourself, "I'll just close both of them for a couple minutes," and then the next thing you know, it's yeah, been five no. hours. And then I'm, I fell asleep <laughs> on a plate on the couch. I woke up. There's a plate under me. <laughs> my glasses were on the floor as soon as it was over i turned off the tv and i just fell sideways on the couch no man woke up you at were, three in the morning and went to bed you were ready for it oh my god but i was out uh, i never go to bed that early yeah their entrances for this match were awesome smojo recreated the entrance that he did with mjf when he pushed him up against the wall yeah amazing great then, great uh Great patter. Mm-hmm. And then um, MJF recreated the 90s Bret Hart intro <laughs> video where he. Oh, some kids like, that Look, was, Dad. That's what that was. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's like, go get him, champ. And MJF goes up to him, whispers something in his ear. And the little kid's like, wait, I'm adopted. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Perfect. This match was really good, though. It was awesome. It was at, the, at one point somehow MJF powerbomb Smojo. I, I don't know. <laughs> you do that? Not just a powerbomb. A fucking yeah, it was like a liger bomb. <laughs> it was a liger bomb. Like he fucking flipped him up and around and mm-hmm. fucking. It's like man, fucking MJF is strong as fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, here's the thing. 
I actually like this Samoa Joe better than his classic days when he was younger and he could really go. Mm-hmm. He was exhausting to watch back then. Yeah. Like yeah. he like it's funny, like people talk about uh psychology and working the crowd and letting things have room to breathe. That was the opposite of Samoa Joe mm-hmm. in the past. Samoa Joe was bang, 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 bang. Yeah. Like it's just like Jesus Christ, I need a breath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but now he because he has to slow down because he's older and he's bigger, mm-hmm. but no less effective. And I think he's more effective now in these matches. I think he's more ominous in these uh-huh. matches. He's he's intent more intimidating because he's 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 fucking terrifying. He's slow. yeah, he's very intimidating. Yeah, yeah. I think he's better now than he was in WWE. He seems mm-hmm. in better shape somehow. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Um. Ah, no, he's he's fantastic. This match was great. Um, he watching MJF as a as a face now. He's a full face now. Mm-hmm. Is surreal. Yeah, it's so there was, fun. There was one spot where Samojo hit him with the Death Valley Driver on the apron, but instead of landing along with the apron, they did it like out, like hot dog style instead of hamburger style, and. Man, that did not look fun for MJF to take. <laughs> MJF's cell was amazing. When they mm-hmm. got it from the view of inside the ring, and you just see his legs up in the yeah. air and then flipping over. Yeah. He's, and then I, I love that. He's the best seller in the company. I love that, too, because right after that, the ref was like, get in the ring, and it, it Smojo like, held up the one-minute finger and then slammed him through a table and then brought him into the ring. <laughs> Fucking put him through a table with the second fucking Uranagi of the match. Mm-hmm. He's got the best Uranagi. Mm, Samoa Joe's Uranagi is great, but Jay White's is really good, too. That's why I just stopped myself. Mm-hmm. That's why I stopped myself and looked up to the heavens just to yeah, apologize yeah. <laughs> to nothing, because I'm a fucking atheist. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah this to the, to the then, light uh, fixture in, the, in my house. Yeah. At some point, he um, gives MJF a pile driver on the floor. And I like Excalibur pointing out, it's like, this is this this stadium, the floor's not concrete because it's a tennis stadium. It's actually plexiglass over the dirt floor. So I like that. Yes. He's not lying to us. Because mm-hmm. people have eyes. Yeah. And they've gotten in some trouble with that before. By saying like, mm-hmm. oh, right on the diamond plate. And you're like, yeah. that's rubber. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, Don't. So I, I like... I like that bit of detail. This is why I didn't all the way kill MJF again, pile driven on it. But he did it very gingerly, knowing oh, yeah, that yeah, he yeah. could kill him. Like it was yeah, that yeah. was the safest uh, pile driver I've seen in my life. Mm-hmm. But MJF sold it like he was paralyzed, which I yeah. loved. And then, he like, like the medical staff comes out, board. Yeah, medical comes out. Samojo beats them up. At some point, MJF kicked out of a muscle buster. I. I honestly don't think I've ever seen anyone kick out of a muscle buster. I've seen him escape it, but I've never seen anyone kick out of it after they've been hit with it. Yeah, but I could be wrong. It's a big deal. MJF is a mm-hmm. big deal. He's the champ. Yeah. Um, I love MJF. Um, he kicks Samoa Joe in the dick, and then while the ref's looking at Joe, MJF pulls out the ring, and he goes to punch Joe, but Joe pulls the ref in front 
of himself. Joe pulls the ref in front of himself. So the ref sees the ring on MJF's hand. So he takes the ring. And then yeah, I, just, I just like that. And then he MJF's MJF yeah. dick immediately. Yeah. Even though MJF's a face, he's still doing his dirty stuff. Oh, he's, yeah, our he, he's, he's our scumbag. Mm-hmm. Like he's still, then, he's still a heel, but he's our heel, mm-hmm. which I love. Yeah. I really love. And yeah. it's fine. I heard there was one point I was, this was when I was listening to what culture a lot. I still really like those guys. Um, but I'm not listening to podcasts at the moment. And um, they. this was when MJF was a heel. But they had, uh, they had been talking about what MJF could do as a face. Because I mm-hmm. guess he was so over with the crowd. And yeah. they thought the crowd would just keep cheering him. Yeah. And he wasn't going to be able to turn them back, but he has been able to turn them because he's an expert. He's learned a lot from Chris Jericho with that. Um, or even though people like him, he's able to get them to boo him. Um, mm-hmm. But they said, like, he can do his whole insulting and cheating and, like, all his insults, but start doing them toward the heels. Yeah. So that we're so that we start cheering him. He's like, don't change him. Like keep him the exact same MJF, but just change his targets. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what he's done here. And that's mm-hmm. actually that's also exactly what um Tony Storm's doing as well. Yeah, for sure. It's and it's working it's very good. It's it's mm-hmm. working heavily. And that's also what they do with Moxley and Brian Danielson and Cesaro. Yeah, the the PCC or heels or babyface just depends on whoever they're in the ring with. Mm-hmm. They can whoever they're feuding they're like with water. at that time. They can yeah, switch they back can. and forth between face and heel. Mm-hmm. But so towards the end of the match, MJF is in the Kokina clutch. Joe's choking him out, but then we get Adam Cole running down and. As he's running down, he slips off the stage. You see him land. He gets up kind of gingerly. I was like, oh, no. Hopefully hopefully he just kind of stepped wrong and he'll be okay. But apparently he's on crutches now. So, fuck. But but through the power of friendship, he, he wills MJF back into the match. At some point, oh, MJF, Smojo throws, tries to throw MJF into the turnbuckle, but the ref's in the way, and he has to dive out. It looks like he hurt himself because he was clutching his knee the rest of the time. And the dog doing that, was with him, too. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And while he's doing that, MJF pulls out a chain. Samojo gets back in the ring. MJF chokes him with the chain but puts his arm over it so you can't see the chain. And then, um, so Samojo gets choked out by the chain. And I love it. As the ref's raising his hand, MJF throws the chain down and then distracts the ref and tells Adam Cole to pick up the chain and put it in his pocket. I love that. It's a good detail. And then, really good detail. At, after the match, Samoa Joe comes to, looks like he's going to beat up Adam Cole. MJF steps in front of Adam Cole to sacrifice his friend, himself for his friend. And then Samoa Joe shakes his hand, walks off, faces celebrate. Good stuff. Yeah, big fan. Big fan of this match. Yeah. Big fan of this whole episode. Really yeah. good story, really good wrestling. The promos were minimal, but good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah like this this is great it's going to be a great great pay-per-view going forward as well yeah Um, because it feels like a pay-per-view and you kind of wish there wasn't uh commercials while you're watching it 
Yeah, for sure. I imagine they'll probably do if they're going to do twelve because they've they could turn like Fighter Fest or Fight for the Fallen into yep. pay per views. I see. I'm still tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. No, there's a, they have lots now. They have Wrestle Dream. I imagine that's going to be one. That's yeah. a, that's Wrestle Dream is one. which is next week, right? <laughs> is it next week? Next week or the week after? It's pretty. It's really close. Fuck that fast. Um, yeah, it doesn't really need a build, so that's okay. Yeah, it's a memorial show, so you don't need to. Even though we're getting Swerve and Hangman and Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. on it. So. Swerve versus Hangman is awesome. Yeah. Oh, next, okay. next week they're doing the contract signing for that. And then this Friday on Rampage, it's... Uh, what's their trigger's name in Ring of Honor? Brian Cage and the two other guys? Oh, it's yeah. Um, Embassy. What is their Mogul name? Embassy. Yeah, Mo- I'll just say Mo- Mogul Embassies versus the Hung Bucks. So. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Sorry. For the, the ROH uh, six-man titles. Yeah, I forgot to. There's actually two trios championships uh, this Friday. There's that and then the, the Ring of AEW oh, trios. Yeah. That would be wild to have the Bucks win that. Yeah. And you would, It'd think, be the that, second... you would think that they would because yeah. how could they not beat Gates of Agony? Unless, yeah, be you wanna, f- unless you want to build Gates of Agony into a thing. Although, I could easily see Swerve getting involved and costing them. Yeah. That's probably what happens. Yeah, I bet. Because otherwise, of course, the Elite beats House of Agony mm-hmm. or Gates of Agony. Because it's the fucking Elite. How can they not beat these mm-hmm. guys? Yeah. But if they win, it'd be the second time that specific team has had their ROH six-man titles. So, Really? Mm-hmm. Before they all left New Japan and all that stuff, they they were. I mean uh, that, the, that that could continue the the feud e- even if they were the Ring mm-hmm. of Honored champions. That could just enrage uh, Swerve more. I really hope that Swerve goes over on Hangman. Me too. I would be fine if Hangman beat him. It's fine. It's good for Hangman to be winning feuds. I'm totally cool with that. I wouldn't be angry. I just think it's Swerve's time, and you have to kind of capitalize on him right now. For real, yeah. He's getting super over. Prince Nana just signed an extension, so you got it. <laughs> Prince Nana is wacky. I love him. When he dances out to the ring, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. it, their, their faction is so random. It is, but I love it. It's, it's very, very 80s, 90s. Yeah. Where you're just like, yeah, the, these are some S&M guys. This is a <laughs> fucking racist caricature over here. Yeah. This guy's a redneck. This guy has a 10-gallon hat. We're all yeah. friends. Whenever, um, what? <laughs> yeah, in, in like the early 2000s Ring of Honor, when he was in the, when Prince Nana started the embassy, it was like random like that, like, you had like Jimmy Rave and uh, Abyss was in it for a while and stuff. So like they always had like random because his whole thing was like he just would get money because he's the Nigerian prince that people would send money to without knowing it. Yes. So he's used that money to hire wrestlers. So <laughs> <laughs> All right. In case I start yawning again, I think we should call it. Yeah, it's good. We went All over right. the whole show. It's a good episode. We're back. Sorry we missed you guys. Brad was at Disney. 
Yeah, I was at Disney. Having the time of my life. It was magical. Hmm. What was your favorite ride? Uh, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. Hands down. Fuck, that ride I've never was, been yeah. to the Star Wars thing. That ride was insane. And the blue milk was very delicious. Was the blue milk delicious? Mm-hmm. Was it we sweet? didn't get green milk. We just got the blue milk. Was it yeah, sweet? it's like coconut and raspberry mixed. Oh, it's good. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Very refreshing in the Florida heat. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gotta love milk in the heat. Yeah, that that was the only weird thing. It's like this is kind of milky, but it's it's cold. They keep it really cold, so it felt good. Like it cooled you down. I <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, hey, I'm a big milk guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a weird thing to say these days. <laughs> big milk guy over here. Mil- milk is <laughs> milk is really taking a hit the past mm-hmm. few years. I don't know. I don't really know why. I but, don't know. Uh, I think I think now it's it's just caught connotations. Yeah. Milk, milk is a milk. Milk is sexy now. We have we have silk at my house because my wife is lactose intolerant. Ooh, so that's a sin. Mm-hmm. All right, <laughs> let's end this. All right, see. Ya.